There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'll take you for a ride on the devil's ship. I'll take you for a ride when you sink or swim. Now come with me and let this story begin. Jess, welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. Are you working on anything new? Uh, yeah, I'm working uh, on a Disney production. I'm no, a, I only I'm... care about music. I only care about music. I know you have other endeavors. You're an artiste. <laughs> but I only care about the music. I'm a music man. Yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of new shit going on. I mean, as you know, I haven't been focused on releasing albums. So I've just been releasing single after single after single. So since we last spoke, I've got like three new songs out. What's What do you have against an album? I'd love to record an album. I, like like you said, I'm an artiste. I'm yeah. a musician. I'm a 90s girl. I come from an era where, you know, I, I love classic rock too. And, and I love listening to an album front to back and the story it has to tell. But unfortunately, we live in a day and age where people aren't releasing albums anymore. It wouldn't be beneficial for me as I feel like I'd lose most of the content within the album because people are just going to pick out one or two songs or you can only promote or market so many songs from that album. And I feel like a lot of content would be lost. I want to say you're wrong, but you're not because comedy is the same way. A few of us are releasing hours still, but for the most part, everyone's releasing 20 minute specials to everything's changing because it, it's rapid fire. There's so much stuff happening. No yeah. one wants to sit down for an hour. And if they do, you could release it separately. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, you're right. Those <clears throat> times have uh, I changed. mean, I want to. I, I'm a storyteller at heart, so I would love to just sit down. And I, and I do want to, but I, I think what I might do is I'm releasing all these type of like audio diaries that I've written during the pandemic. Just tiny little acoustic tracks, nothing too overly produced. And I think I'm going to either compile them and release them as a kind of compilation or continuous story in this cool little acoustic type project. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do just because I want something a little bit more formal than all the singles I've been releasing. But the single that's the singles I have been releasing have been getting way more traction than albums I've released in the past. Well, they're good. You, you release good stuff. I like, I'm, I'm the one who's pushing for a goddamn collaboration between you and my buddies and Orchid and it oh, never had, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> I want that collab to happen. That'll be happy. Okay, let us let's touch base on that. Yeah, let's touch base I'll on that. To, have, have you heard their it. stuff? Yeah, That's, yeah. You guys, I think there's something there. It'd okay. be fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm wrapping up wrapping up on a lot of projects now, so I, I'd love to get back to music, like way more into music. I've only been doing studio stuff, licensing stuff, contractual gigs, working with video game companies on soundscapes and stuff. It's boring. But I want to get on stage. Yeah, you got to create. You got to perform. Yeah. I know the bug. I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. I've He's getting into music now, too. So I've introduced him to Megadeth. He was unaware. Oh, he was unaware okay. because the name threw him off. He thought it would be violent and aggressive and it wouldn't be melodic and it wouldn't be nice. No. And now he's obsessed. It's technically a lot of metal music is technically beautiful mm-hmm. and very similar to 
classical music. Weirdly enough, in a lot of ways. Uh, I'll keep going. I'm, I'm, you, you got me hooked already. <laughs> That's all I've got. Oh, God damn it. No, I just mean like some of it is just so, it's like mathematics almost, listening to metal music. There's just, it's all very technical. All Good very metal music. Precise. Yes, of course. Like I think I, I used to listen to Pantera and Slayer. Slipknot's a bit too new. I wouldn't put it in that old school category. Not for me. Uh, I used to love them. Back in my it was angsty ne- teen days. It was never, I don't know why I couldn't get into it. <laughs> I always loved Megadeth, Metallica, Pantera. Metallica, like, yeah, But Pantera I couldn't get great. into, even Slayer, I respect them. Never a big fan. Opeth. Opeth. They had a few great Can songs. Can they sing? Because my thing is I need some melody. My, my big thing was with Lamb of God, I could never get into it because of the yelling. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm the same. I, I don't want anything I'm listening to to give me a headache. Yeah. Don't try to scare me, man. Okay, this is like, okay, I'm totally derailing this, but it's kind of on the same topic. Mm. Recently, I mean, not recently, I've always kind of done this, but recently I've been experimenting with drugs a little bit more responsibly. Like in order to create? In order to kind of like push my boundaries and expand my inner whatever. You know, this sounds all like some woohoo bullshit, but <laughs> so what I've been doing recently the past few years. I joined a coven. <laughs> Oh, I'm already in one. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so for example, uh, last summer, I decided to take mushrooms with a purpose. and that What was, was the purpose? Well, I wanted to listen to some very complex music. Okay. And there's some songs on my Spotify playlist that like, you, and it's like this for you as well, or, or anyone like, you like a certain part of a song, but then they get into some weird bridge part where it gets complex or it gets like ah it's too much like skip yeah yeah okay i'm with you so i've decided to pick a handful of tracks where i wouldn't t- typically listen to it all the way through because the song gets weird it turns into some complex breakdown where it gets a little bit too loud or too weird and i'm like ah next instead i decided to like sit through those moments but while you're high on mushrooms while i'm high on mushrooms like a good idea. which heightens my fucking anxiety so i'm just like oh god this part of the song fucking sucks or it's too weird or it's like getting really loud i don't know if i like it and you kind of ride that wave and then when the song comes back to the chorus or the verse or that part you originally liked you feel like you earned it and you feel like you went through something hold on a second (laughs) so you just said all this and in the end you're like no no i still hate that part of the song no, you have a respect for that part okay. of the song after. Because everyone else does mushrooms. Like, now I love nature. You're like, no, I still hate that song. <laughs> but I listen to it high. Yeah. No, no, no. You just have a new respect for the song. And, and you feel like you understand, man. You feel like you fucking get it. I, I want to be that person, but I can't. I want to. I, like, a lot of people that I know, it's either alcohol or dr- something will fuel them to create. I have to be sober. I can't. I need my wits about me in order to think and create it. And just the way my brain works. Yeah. <clears throat> but I wish I had that so I could go into a place that it could. Now it's just, it's hit or miss. It's, it's either I'm motivated and I'm creative or I'm not. I have nothing to help me. Weird. <clears throat> so I'm recently, okay, I don't want to say I'm sober now because it's clearly a lie. I'm off the wagon on weekends, okay? <laughs> uh, but I went two weeks, just under two weeks, without booze. And uh, you were in jail, though, it doesn't count. <laughs> they were. Actually, I had COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you see, it, it, it was, come on. It's so not the same it really thing. Helped. It really helped the cravings. Where the fuck was I going with this? You were sober, he said. Yeah. Um, 
what I want to say really is that is that booze. I thought booze was also one of those things that helped me create, but going off of it, I, I really came to realize like it's not that, which really scared me. Cause I think we talked about this last time, but we're worried that whatever is wrong with us, if we fix it, it'll stop everything that's creative about us. Yeah, I've come to terms with the fact that I don't think it's fixable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I tend to write most. I've realized that I can be sober and be creative, but um, I, I don't create when I'm happy. I create when I'm really down in the dumps, and I think that it'll always be that way. Yeah, I don't know if I create as much. Yeah, I, hit or miss. Again, it's both. I could create stuff when I'm happy, but a lot of stuff comes from frustration or anxiety, yeah, anger. Then I'll create more, I think. I think it's something, there's something about that. You're like, oh, let me talk about this because I'm so angry about it. And then you find the funny angle in, in my world. So, yeah, it's not always because of happy, but it makes me happy when I create it. Then Same. I get past the anger. Same. I'm like, oh, now it's a funny situation. Same for my uh, creative element. So you're saying all the good songs that you've created that I enjoy, um, you were drunk. Drunk or extremely sad. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. You've never written a happy, uh, you've never written a song while you're happy? Um, no. <laughs> Have you tried? Yeah. You actually gave it a good go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be in, uh, I used to play in a band with these guys from Toronto and obviously, whenever I'd see them, like, we'd be in a good mood. We'd have gigs lined up, uh, like, on Queen Street and, yeah, just, like, a little tour of Toronto. And we'd be jamming and obviously we'd be happy. But every time we'd try and create something kind of uplifting, it just, we never ended up playing it live. It wasn't good enough? <laughs> no. Was it too goofy? It just, yeah, it sounded goofy, which was fun to jam out to in rehearsal. Yeah. But when it came to playing it on stage, it's like, this doesn't feel like me. This doesn't feel right. Yeah. I mean, I can't really see you do goofy shit either. Like when I think about it, yeah, it has to be, there has to be some passion in there. I just don't do pop music. I don't know. I just can't do it. So now what's the plan? Is it continuing the, the single route or package something small? Do, I don't know, something different. Yeah, I'm going to continue doing singles only because social media is at the forefront of our society. Sadly. And uh, people have an attention span of like, what, like 15 seconds? Even releasing content that's a minute long is pushing it. Yeah. And so I don't want to re release 30 minutes worth of content that people are going to listen to a minute of. So What do you I'm, make of that? By the it way, moving forward, sucks. it's a little strange. We're, we're turning into not even robots, we're like bags of skin who wander around looking at images. We're walking, talking advertisements. It's strange, <laughs> right? That you just can't sit down and enjoy a film or an album. Yeah, it really sucks. It sucks. And it has me thinking I have this old record player, this really old cabinet that was passed down to me from my grandmother, who she must have had it when she was a kid too. So it's like really it weighs you know furniture back in the day used to weigh a lot oh god, yeah. <laughs> oh god. television was a commitment i know yeah. so heavy um i've got that and i make it a thing every week to listen to a record any record front to back front to back listen to it front to back and then front to back again and then back to front uh, I've got some good Bossa Nova albums on there. Of course, some classic rock because that's my bread and butter. Makes me think of Ninja Turtles anytime somebody says Bossa Nova. <laughs> right. 
And uh, yeah, no one just listens to full albums anymore, and it really makes me sad. I think that'll I think that'll change. I'm really confident. In I fact don't that think it change. can. I think only we can change and force it down people's throats because yeah. there's no way automatically someone's gonna be like, I'm enjoying the 15 minutes, 15 minutes. Fuck it, I want it. It's not, you have to show them, hey, it's better like this. The full, the full feet. Like for example, some stuff is good as a movie. Yeah. Others, there's so much content in there, it would be so much better as a miniseries. Yeah. So you could really explore different topics. So another thing we're working on. So it, it helps. The like the the medium should change depending on the I don't want to say con- I hate fucking saying content, but on the art that you're creating. The medium should change. The, it shouldn't always be the same. Like I have friends that are doing the 20 minute specials and it works because it's a certain topic. Yeah. But I still like the one like Shane Gillis dropped his hour on YouTube. Three million views, I think, he has now. He fucking killed it. He, no one's watching a full hours. He said, and he destroyed. I personally love full hour specials. There you go. I love it. I love it. But then again, I love the ups and downs and the. It's like Shakespeare. It's got like a cadence to it. It's got a story. You're kind of sitting down and getting ready to take the ride. Like I love that. I'm not into bite sized content that comes and goes. I I, I don't know. I, I like something little bit more concrete not that i'm saying that singles aren't concrete or smaller bite-sized no, you need singles too to you push need, something yeah. but i hate the fact that we're no longer pushing anything it's just uh like i have a lot of friends like yeah we just gotta drop content and they're releasing clips but it's like well is there a, are you gonna tour is, is there a point to do this he's like no no i just gotta stay relevant put content like oh, yeah but there should be an end goal like yeah. all these 15 minute clips are leading people to your tour which then you do an hour or else what's, what's the fucking point yeah I mean, like you said, I think we're going to have to just start pushing our own agendas. That's what I'm doing. I'm the goddamn Illuminati. (laughs) I got an agenda and I'm fucking pushing it. I I think it'll change because, I mean, as we've been seeing for the past decade, trends come and go and what was not cool is now cool again. And records, speaking of vinyls, like that, all of that's back. Bell bottoms are back. Everything's just making a comeback. And some stuff stays consistent. I think consistently in Hollywood in the past couple of years, I th- what's been consistent, Poseidon? People banging Jada Pinkett Smith. I think that's been consistent. That hasn't changed. I think she's still banging other dudes. You're right. I was about to say pedophilia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, yeah, they've been consistent on that. Very they, consistent yeah. on that. They didn't even. Yeah, they've been consistent on that. Yeah, that's still going. Yeah, yeah. That. Oh, 100 percent. That shit's still going. Speaking of that, that's goddamn Epstein. Nothing came of that. All the co-conspirators, all the. No one's done it. This is absurd. There's the names of the pimps, let's say. Eh, nothing happened. No one went after them. There's a list of people who went on the island. Nothing happened. This is a farce. This is a goddamn farce. I'm the only real news out there. They're untouchable. Yeah. Will Smith, untouchable. Well, Chris Rock, not untouchable. He's, uh, no. he's not unsmackable. I'm, fucking, I'm very upset with Will Smith. Babs, I don't like that type of behavior. You know what's so crazy? I was wondering if we were going to talk about this because I'm still, and I don't even know why I'm heated about it. I'm just a. I'll tell you why. Because you you go on stage, you perform. What if what if what if you're performing one day and I just that song makes me sad and I come up and smack you in the goddamn face? Would you like that? No. Well, you might like that. I don't know. So ridiculous. How what aggravates me or shocks me is how split down the middle my own peers are. My news feed. Like, really, like 50-50. Really? Yeah, which freaks me out, which is why I kind of stayed away from posting anything too opinionated on social media because already I posted a few memes here and there and my DMs would just light up. Like, my own peers, my own 
are for smacking Chris Rock for a joke? Just like some people just love watching black on black crime. I don't like these people. Evil, evil people. They don't. Some people were really trying to turn it into some political agenda, like misogynoir or something. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, dude. Just crazy. Like, ugh. this happens every year. They, they literally hired him to do this job. I mean, was no one around the past decade when uh, Ricky Gervais called people pedophiles? Are you kidding me? No one went up and smacked him. Yeah, and <laughs> no. good. They shouldn't have because he was telling the truth. Uh, and he was brutal, and he was yeah. brutal. I, I just, I don't know. And yeah, and people applauded for him later too. It was very, it was very strange to see these these fucking pussies not stand up. They're artists. They're, they should have been like, guys, this is fucking crazy. What if I do? Let's say Kevin Bacon. He plays pedophile movies. He enjoys that role. Um, one day, someone who had their kid be a victim of pedophilia goes up and smacks him around because you played that role. How come that never happens? Why is it always comedians that get criticized like this? The comic convoy. It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, but it's so it's so dumb. And Will Smith then crying about it. Uh, I, I want to be a vessel for love. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. This is these people are crazy. You don't touch people, okay? No. Just, it, what the fuck? That's the line, and he crossed it. And Jada, I saw the new angle this morning. Jada was laughing during the slap. I saw it too, man. That made me angry. And you know what else? She's, you know, a public figure. Mm -hmm. She is very um, uh, public she, she about has influence. her alopecia. She, I did, by the way, she could be very public. I had no idea that it was alopecia. I thought it was just a style because she looked good. Same. She was one of the hottest people in the room. Yeah, without hair. Imagine with hair. We're fucked. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, it, it, literally everyone in that room is some of the richest people in the world, the most beautiful A-listers in the world. And Chris's job was really just to bring us entertainment before yeah. they all get on stage and collect their shiny little medals. Yeah. I, I don't know. And she's so public about her alopecia and her sh beautiful shaved head. Very empowering. And there's videos of her being like, I don't care what people say about my beautiful shaved head. Well, one of her boyfriends did. Man, uh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. We're for sure. I don't have the whole picture. I must not have the whole picture. I'm just a saber, and I don't know nothing. I just know that that was really inappropriate. That that you you have the whole picture. That's all you need to. Know. It was inappropriate. Now I can't. I know that this was just a straw that broke Will's yeah, back. Of course. That's all it is. There's it's because he's been getting made fun of, of for. The, I get that, but there's Me no too. excuse. No. No, 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 no. Talk to him privately after the fucking show. Sorry, yeah. can I swear? Of course. <laughs> it was my show. What do you think? Yeah, swear all you want. But yeah, Just, talk to him, uh, tell him, look, I but it wasn't even that bad. If you would talk to Chris Rock after the show, you'd look like such a bitch. Look, are you joking, dude? I made a G.I. Jane joke. I could have talked about her getting rammed by all your friends. I, I made a G.I. Jane reference. And you should have thanked me. And by saying, Jada, I love you. Yeah. Can't wait to see you in the next G.I. Jane movie. You, the <laughs> softest fucking... Oh, <laughs> you should have thanked me for not touching on the oh. fact that she banged that whole fucking table. That's what you should have thanked me for. God, it's so stupid. And now he's an endless meme. Ah, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. This I used is to like be... him. I used to like Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. You can't trust people that don't swear. <laughs> Isn't he in the Illuminati? You want her too? closer? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. You did this? Yeah, closer to the mic. Closer oh, to the mic. My bad, boo. Do you think he's all into her mouth? Yeah. Do you think he's part of the Illuminati? Is that what you said? I thought he was. I don't know. That, these are the rumors. What is the Illuminati anyway? Who is really illuminated? It feels like nobody knows what's going on. Some big white guy with beard. <laughs> God. 
I don't know who, because you know what's weird is how do they keep these secrets? There, for sure, there's a cabal. There's people, you know, the higher you go, there's people that chill together. For sure, there's, but there's no way they can easily control everything because people yap too much and do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Like if you would tell Will Smith, he'd get super emotional. He'd come out and tell people, I'm in the Illuminati. You can't trust oh, no, these people. sorry, not the Illuminati. The heck, uh, Scientology. Oh, he's in Scientology. Yeah, he's My in bad that about shit. that. Yeah, although, yeah, that is, yeah, that I is true. I don't know what the Illuminati is. That was kind of a red flag that he must be <laughs> fucked up. He is high level Scientology. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah, was, yeah that's what I meant. That Same was a dead shit. giveaway. That was, that was our bad. <laughs> yeah, those guys are fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't like it when you talk shit about them. No, I mean, they'll come after you. What, who was it? Uh, Leah Remini? Yeah, Leah know? Remini. She did Rogan. She talked yeah, about all that stuff. I yeah, saw, yeah whole thing. That was an interesting episode. Nuts. Yeah, yeah they, it was. They go after you. They I mean, threaten they your livelihood. I mean, they went after Rogan, too, no? Yeah, he laughed about it, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you going to do? Good sport. You fucking nerds. I'm just going to hop in my sauna and just uh, forget about all this. Do you know when I first heard about Scientology? It was back when we were working at the same place in, at the, in video games. Yeah. Okay, so there was a fuck, man. There was someone that we worked with that was all in the know because he had a buddy who essentially, uh, there was a Scientology, I don't know, are they called churches or community centers here in Montreal? Yeah, I, I, there is one on Papineau. Maybe that's on what it is. Papineau and Rachel. And he went with another friend of his and the other friend was kind of like not taking it seriously. He was like fucking around with them or whatever. And he made a couple of jokes. And then he kept getting... Even though he didn't give his real name, he kept getting harassed. He kept getting phone calls. Wait, who? Sorry? A guy that we worked with is the guy that introdu- introduced me to Scientology. I never joined Scientology, but he's <laughs> the one who told me what it is. And when he first told me, because it was Scientology, I thought it was like nerd shit. Science- I thought it was like some kind of science thing. <laughs> and I didn't fully grasp until later I would see documentaries and Tom Cruise was in it. But when he first described this guy, my buddy, he's been getting harassed. And they tell they sent an email blast to people in the area, uh, if you see this guy, he's an enemy of Scientology, shit like that. He goes, he's getting harassed by regular people. Yeah, they're yeah. intense. That was the first time I ever heard about them, and then I saw all this other shit, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, these guys are nuts. You haven't paid your membership fee. Yeah, weird <laughs> shit, I don't know. And I think they take, a, it's kind of like the Jehovah's Witnesses, they take a portion of your money. Oh, you gotta be a rich fuck to be in Scientology, honestly. Are there poor people in Scientology? <laughs> no. It's too expensive. Besides, you want to try this out, you go in with an alias, and you go, look, I don't have much. You got to rank up in the tiers. I got to go get her attitude, though. Yeah. You want to see if you can go work for them? Like work for them? Like uh, like, a, like a little experiment? Yeah, shit? we put you in as a... You're our mole. Uh, I think... I mean, that sounds awesome. I think people have already tried to do that. They are on the ball. Like, they won't have any really? cameras in there. They won't... They're, yeah, they're, they're strict, strict, strict. I think they do a rigorous, like, background search on you. Uh... That's what I read anyway. It okay. makes sense though. Like people have tried to do documentaries and like vice type shit about Scientology and yeah. they always just like push them out. Yeah, these fuckers. They're slick. Know. Yeah. They're slick. I don't they I don't slick. blame them. They're they're ridiculous. You gotta keep your cards to your chest when you're that fucked mm-hmm. up. I just I just read that uh they believe I think they, they believe in Excalibur or some shit. No, they, they believe in uh, Xenu. King Arthur shit? What? Yeah, I hope they believe in King Arthur. <laughs> but they be, the, the guy was a science fiction writer. He he talked about uh, there's an alien. They blew up the earth and now the spirits are out there. Wait, who is the main guy again? L. Ron Hubbard. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Writer of La Fictions. Dianetic. Yeah, this is all crazy shit. Yeah, what's but then again, all of this is crazy shit. Yeah. 
it's fun, you know? I feel like that's how famous, that's why famous people get into it. It's because they're so bored. They got so much money lying around. They're, they're tied, already tied up in their investments. Let's do something fun. Let's get into some like fantasy, geeky shit. They're LARPing. <laughs> yeah. Like alien ghosts. Go on. You had I, me at aliens. I can't say I wouldn't, you know? I don't like anything that feels culty. The second you tell me I got to start giving you my paychecks and you got to follow me and look at the emails I'm sending. Yeah. Oh, I'm out. Which is why I avoid religion like the yeah. plague anyway. Look at this guy. He's so happy. That's the place. Oh, shit. They that's changed. the place on Pappy. That, yeah, that's on Pappy now. Oh, except oh, wow. it is completely run down. Yeah, that doesn't um, look too good. Yeah, but that's actually when it was up and running. It looks clean there. Like, you should see it now. It's, like, dusted. Looks like a fucking nerd brothel. <laughs> nerd brothel, eh? Can't, maybe they have one in the back, you know? Oh, wow. They, they could have chose a, a classier spot for I mean, a Jesus, church. Jesus, guys. There's, like, fucking apartment complexes. <laughs> On top, there's fucking there's heroin needles. Goddamn, dudes. It honestly looks like a drug front. The one in L.A. looks cool. Like it's in a big building. There's a whole sign in front with a big cross Does it there. Look churchy. Uh, no, it looks. Um, it, it, the one in LA makes me think of. Remember that New Jack City? It makes me think of that. Like no. I don't know if you put Scientology LA. Because I mean, images. the one here in Montreal looks like where you'd host AA meetings. Like it just. <laughs> <laughs> like it looks fucking. Look at that. Ooh, dang, dang. Yeah, I still wouldn't go in there. I wouldn't take chances, but it looks cool. Yeah, that's a cool building, actually. Ooh, it's. Yeah. It's not even what I remember. Is that the but. trick of the light or is that actually blue? It's blue. Oh. The building, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, the building's blue. Wow. Yeah, they look, they put some effort into it. It is a little creepy, though. It looks like where, it looks like um, like an insane asylum. Yeah, yeah. Oh. well, uh, <laughs> you're right. It is. Where and, you go to be committed. Yeah, in many ways, you go in there to be committed. But I'm always scared about shit like that when you go in and someone tells you you got to give up your own rights your you know your your, your emails your your deepest darkest yeah, secrets no i'm like all right this is culty shit i don't want anything to do with this i mean what is the allure what do they promise you success oh right <laughs> i mean depends how much you want success wait hold on these are the Chris, peeps that are Christy in Alley's a, a scientologist yeah I, or, these are the most notable no notable. no i thought she was one of the good guys willie smithy who's that Erica Christensen. I don't know who that is. A lot of blondes, eh? Yeah, they really. A lot of women. Scientologists oh, really no, do prefer blondes. Julia Lewis. This guy's this in it. Guy. No way. What a cool ass dude. Travolta, Travolta, I know that. Yeah, that yeah, we knew. Yeah. Travolta, oh, he's trying to zap the gay yeah. away. We know that, yeah. Oh my God. No. She looks like a PE teacher. Still looks like a PE Danny Masterson, we know that. He was raping chicks. Remember that? Mm, yes. Yeah, they helped him out there. Mm. Oh, sh it sucks because I had such a huge crush on that guy. Hey, he's a, he's a good-looking dude. He's got his charm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. Isaac Hayes, chef. That was the saddest one. When chef joined them, that's when the world was going to shit. So, yeah, I don't know. They, they used to be, maybe they've changed their ways. They used to be very aggressive, did not like people talking shit about them. Um, and, you know, very un-American. Against freedom of speech. <laughs> un-American. But now maybe they've softened their, their tune. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not really hearing much about Scientology these days. It's all hush hush. Well, look, if they set this studio on fire, we know they're still they're still angry. <laughs> they're still very, very mad. So apart from the bad stuff that Will Smith committed, yeah, and then it's hard for you to talk about it in front of your friends because they're 50-50, how do you feel about your friends that are for the slap? Like, how does that make you feel? Do you see their point of view or are you like, this is insane? I don't know. 
kind of heard out a couple people's point of views. Give me an example. A lot of people were on this political agenda of like black men against black women type of stuff. <clears throat> a lot of them thought that Chris had this agenda and that he knew and that he singled her out. And then a lot of my friends were like, uh, it was Will Smith's breaking point. Like he's been going through all this shit and blah, 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 blah. None of which we are actually really privy to, except besides what we see on the internet. And he reached a breaking point. And if anyone spoke to my woman, the way that Chris spoke to Jada, like he, Chris is l uh, lucky that Will only used about 10%. Like he could have knocked him out. I'm like, yeah, he could have knocked him out. That's the fucking problem. Yeah, and like it was a sucker punch. On yeah, stage. It was a sucker punch. Cause the guy wasn't ready. He's like, I'm a comedian telling a joke at the Oscars. I'm not expecting to get hit. That's and then crazy. there's a conspiracy of like, he had a patch on his fucking face. Oh, I heard that. That's funny. Yeah. That's he got into that. I don't know. Look, I don't know, but I, I'm I'm playing it as if it's real. That's how I'm playing it. Yeah. And I don't like the excuses that they're giving for Will Smith. He's been through because that's a slippery slope. Because are we going to start identifying with school shooters too? Be like they've been through so much. They're the real victims or murderers or yeah, pedophiles. Exactly. It's like, no, 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 oh, no you guys, know, it guys. All stems from childhood trauma. I don't know? care where it stems from. We we have uh, rules in society. That's what separates us, right? That's why we're not in the fucking village. So in the goddamn jungles, you can't do this. Comedians, when they're making jokes, you can't fucking, especially a benign joke like that, you can't just go attack them. Terrible precedent. God, I mean, just with hecklers, most of them are escorted out of the room yeah. immediately. Because you ruin the show for everyone. Let alone assault. No, 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 just because you didn't like the artist's art. What about Will <laughs> Smith? He's made a lot of shitty movies lately. Do I have the right to slap him? He's wasting my time on numerous occasions. Anyway, I've... Fuck it. I'm just thinking like, oh, so many of my peers are going to see this now. And I know a lot of them are divided, but it's Look, just my opinion, man. You remember Dimebag Daryl? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Somebody uh, walked up on stage and shot him. Yeah. Your peers need to go fuck themselves if they're cool with that shit. Because there needs to be a line that you can't cross. There needs to be a line that you can't cross. Because when it happens to them, they're not going to have the same tune. Yeah. No touchy. Yeah. No, no touchy touch. when it comes to them. But it comes to someone else. The, the way society moves forward is if you put yourself in their shoes, right? I've been in Jada's shoes. I've been made fun of. I've been in Will's shoes, right? I've been with people who get made fun of. And like, oh, well, whatever, I take it. And I've been in the comedian's shoes. Yeah. None of them married a slap. No. I, I can't go down and slap a heckler. No. I don't want to get up and slap someone if they made... I've seen shows where, before I was even doing stand-up, where they were ridiculing us. In the, but they were in the front row. You take it, you laugh, you fuck. You're not going to get up and hit the goddamn comic. That's insane. No. I never had that concept in me. I mean, who was it? Pete Davidson for years. I mean... Only now it's dying down, but everyone used to literally make jokes about his dead dad who yeah. died in 9-11. Him included. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just roll with it. Roll with it. It's what it's what we do. It's what you do. It's literally your job. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. He's the last surviving male Davidson because of that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it's probably more Davidson. It was kind of cool to see uh, all the comics up in arms, though. Yeah, I like that, too. It was yeah. funny. It's rare to see us united. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, yeah, we, again, we spoke about this last time, but uh, our We have our clicks. Very clicky and very dog-eat-dog, dog, very like, I, let me try and climb on, like, what are you doing? Because I need to do that and I need to do it better than you type of thing. Um, but yeah, that whole thing was weird. No, so we, have, uh, like, we have allegiances. 
Like there's mm-hmm. a certain group of comics that I'm more close to and I'll defend vigorously more so than others. But I liked seeing that everyone was on board with this. Like, no, nah, no, nah, you can't fucking do that shit. No. So that was good. It was a moment of unity. We had our Pearl Harbor moment. <laughs> it was Will Smith. <laughs> that was our... But you know what? Chris Rock started selling tickets like crazy for his tour yeah, and man. he upped the price. So he's he's making bank off this. So he's going to be fine. Yeah, he's going to be gonna fine be for fun. sure. He's going to have content for ages. And he looked like a gangster. Yeah. Because he didn't even touch his face. He took the slap. He's like, this guy just bitch slapped me. Yeah. And then he's looking around. He's like, is this fucking normal? Like less than 10 seconds later, went back. Like if people had tuned in for the slap, tuned out and went back in, no one would have known that that was that real, that it happened. happened. Yeah. And you know why? Because of Chris, because he kept it fucking professional. Yeah, that's a... Dude. I, I pre- Would you be able to do that shit? Would you be able to keep it professional after something crazy? I'm too emotional. You start crying? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I'd be way too... I mean, I don't know. I guess you You never, get hecklers when you're singing. No. No, I think with, with music, it's a little different. I mean, unless you're Justin Bieber, who, you know, kind of says something about supporting the Maple Leafs and then has the entire Bell Center boo you. Did he do that yesterday? <laughs> yeah. What a gangster. Yeah. Sorry, I like the kid. Fuck all you hoes. Oh, yeah. Bro, what a gangster. Okay, Apparently, now I'm down with him. He had the entire Bell Center, like, just going, like, go Habs, go, ole, 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 ole. Oh, this guy's hilarious. Like, booing him. She knows what he's doing. <laughs> the man's a showman. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, no, especially for like little indie acoustic shows. It's the kind of uh, opposite of comedy. Having a quiet room during your show is like the best possible thing. Because, you know, people are just honed in on, on you, which oh, is Oh, that's good. the complete opposite of me and you. <clears throat> I mean, afterwards, I'd like some sort of applause. <laughs> oh, after, yeah, but if there's too much silence, I'm like, oh, I lost them. But when I'm playing a show and I could hear a pin drop in the room, like I know everyone's just focused in because i've had shows where i can hear people talking in the back you know people ordering clinking spilling drinks and like uh having a good time which is great but uh it it's uh it's a really awesome feeling when you're playing in a public bar not a venue that you rented out with coat check and everything but when you're when you're in a bar that's open to the public and the bar is quiet because they're listening to you that's a really cool feeling Th- those are like the moments that you take with you. Yeah. You, you, like you, you sometimes when you're laying down, you remember shit like that. Eh? Yeah. I like that. Eh? <laughs> Just you describing makes me feel good. Yeah. Like those are those are good moments. Yeah. I have almost like that on stage where there's a few moments that I always remember. Like, like fuck, that was a moment. I wish I could show someone. I wish I could relive it. But you can't. There's um, there's something about being in the moment. Even videotaping it doesn't do it justice. No. Does it? And I showed it to, um, so I don't know if you know Guido Grasso. He does podcasts here too. He does the intellectuals with Poseidon, a uh, comedian, good dude. He, I was trying to describe to him what French comedy is like and the French comedy scene and the stuff I'm doing in French. And he was having just tr- a little bit of trouble grasping. I was like, dude, it's weird. It's like the 80s. It's Is it? Yeah, I go, it's something you have to see it. So I, I did a show on um, Tuesday, Tuesday night, I think. Yeah, he showed up just to watch. Makes it right on time. As soon I was the last guy on, as soon as I was going on stage. So he's watching from the back and he recorded a little bit just to keep it. And he was he's like, dude, this is insane. It was like a seller invite. Everyone's screaming, going crazy. Uh, they're into the jokes. You could talk. With, it's like what comedy was supposed to be a few years ago, what it used to be before everything started to change. And it didn't feel like there was any COVID. Like this shit's all gone. And he's like, I can't believe this scene exists in this city. Like, it's such a different scene from English to French when you go to it, that underground. It really feels like the old rock bands in the 80s when they would go perform. It's, it's something else in French. They're living 
uh, like a renaissance in comedy. I is don't know it, how it is on music. Is it Quebec French in particular though? Well, I'm doing it and I don't, I'm just doing me, but I'm speaking French. So it has nothing to, I think even a French guy from France, as long as he's funny, comes here and does that shit, they're going to swallow it up because they don't give a shit about accents. They as long as it's funny, they're down. It's kind of like how it was with music. But when the bands were good, nobody gave a fuck. They, that's why people were able to dress differently after they were doing Because like, wait, if this is good, I'm going to listen. Yeah. And, and that's how it feels in comedy here, but only on the French scene. They're, they're recreating something that only existed uh, in the music scene in the 80s in North America. It's fucking, it's phenomenal. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy Whoa, feeling. I'd have to check that out. You have to, yeah, yeah it's something how, else. How often are you playing French shows? A lot, a lot. Today I'm doing my, my hour twice uh, in Laval so I could practice the last practice sets that I have before taking the hour in French on tour in Quebec. So a lot. I'm doing, uh, if not 50-50, more French than English now. Whoa. Yeah. How how would you say the content differs or the audience differs? Kind of like on the same track of, as what you were trying to explain, yeah, like the difference? The audience is not as sensitive in French. Um, they're, they, they're here in Montreal, at least, the way they view arts and art is very different. It's something that you have to get into. You probably know because music is more international. So you'll get everyone regardless of the language you're singing. Mm. So you probably felt it, but I only felt it when I started doing it in French. They have a different respect for the arts where they go in with the expectation of, let's say for you, enjoying a song, whether they understand or not, and feeling the music. And they're in there with that goal. They're not in there and like, make me enjoy this. Whereas in comedy in English, it's a lot like, all right, yeah. make me laugh. Yeah. But in French, it's, all right, we're gonna laugh. Let's laugh together. And just that attitude switch changes the whole vibe. They're they're rowdier. They're into it. If you go too hard on a subject, they're not going to hate you for it. They're not going to be like, oh, that's offensive. They're like, oh, he tried. It. That's fucking, this guy's silly. And then they, like, they understand the oh, art that's form. That's what I miss. Yeah, it's something, I'm telling it's like a time machine. They understand the art form. They're like, artistically, they're like, they have a different, just the way they view the arts here. Uh, I think that's the French aspect of it. They view it differently. They're not looking to get offended. They just want to have fun. Whereas I have a lot of people sometimes in English, well, they'll see me after, like, you know, when you said this about, and I'm like, lady, I don't know you. It clearly had nothing to do with you. It wasn't personal. I don't know your fucking life story. I was trying to make people laugh. It has nothing to do with you. They don't take it as a personal in French, as far as I've seen. Hmm. I wonder if it's because most of the media and news we're consuming is like westernized and, and very English. And they want to do the opposite. They're like, nah, yeah. we could take it. Separatists. Maybe, <laughs> but I, I think it's just because I, I notice when I go, uh, if you ever go see a play or if stuff that's French, They've, I don't know. It's more a, lewd, a bit more vulgar, eh? Yeah, because they because they they understand what it is. They they get that this is the media. I, I'm not going to take it too seriously. I'm going to take it just as serious as it deserves to be in its world. I'm not going to apply my issues to that. Uh, it's I think you learn that as a kid if you're exposed to a lot of the arts from a young kid. So you learn to respect different things in different manners. Yeah. That's how you learn it. But they're very well cultured in uh, in the arts. So it's never a problem. And, and this is not one place. This is anywhere I go to do French shows. They're very w well versed in uh, in the arts. So it's never an issue. Well, that's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> English, I, I can't complain. Like everybody gets mad in English. English, I've been having some good fun sets too with a lot of people. They're happy to come out again. But I do notice the the difference in the French. They're more rowdy and yet polite. Like they're rowdy, but not heckling. They, when they're happy, they just let you know about it, but then they let you go on with your yeah with your with your jokes. Yeah. Are you excited? JFL's back. I am excited. Yeah, it's about goddamn time. Yeah, last yeah. year was weird. Oh yeah, no, a bunch of like virtual events. And oh, stuff and, and, and we had the outdoor. My outdoor show got rained out last year. I didn't even get to do it. We're just waiting, looking, and everything. They're like, maybe in ten minutes. I was like, son of a bitch. So, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't good. Nah, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean during like 
the heat of the pandemic musically it sucked too like doing a virtual instagram show i mean come on dude at least it was something though like we tried our best Uh, there was a lot of podcasting last year tried our best to just connect with people yeah podcasting i'm sure went through the roof like i'm sure it's most comics bread and butter oh yeah yeah we fucking killed it during that time and also you know what's fucking crazy during so so now your people are so happy to be back because i did a show for my, my buddy dion owen he he puts up shows in um like verdun area and he found this great fucking room in, in english all in english uh so i went to do two sets there the people that came out you could tell like just when they came and they said they're like okay we're out guys let's like it, it, the mentality was different they're like fuck we're finally back we're taking yes. on our mask we could fucking enjoy a show laugh yell I could feel that people were desperate for this. So I think this summer is going to be explosive. Oh, yeah. Right. I better get my pre-sale tickets now. Yeah. Is it someone you want to watch? Um, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen really the lineup, but uh, Neil Brennan. He's, he's, he's back. The Nasty Show with Big J Okerson, Ari Shafir is my go-to. I don't want to say like they're buddies of mine, but they're acquaintances of yeah. mine. And so... Both good choices. I'm happy to get hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> what's up? Um, and uh, who else? I mean, the Nasty so- Show is my go-to every year. I don't know. Who are some of the like the big he- headliners we're getting this year? I what they need is a Nasty Show in French. That's what they need. Yes. Yeah. Actually, why? Who knows? Maybe they'll do it. start that we'll out. See. Maybe I will. We'll see. There's an audience for it. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, so I'm going to be getting on that for sure. For sure, for sure. Are you playing? Mm-hmm. Cool. So far, I've only booked the, the French stuff. Okay. I haven't even spoken to the English side. I don't even know. I can't even say what I've booked. That's how crazy it is. Jesus. Yeah. But when are they announcing? Haven't they announced everything? No, no. They're uh, doing uh, it's piecemeal. Slowly, slowly, slowly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Jazz Fest 2. Jazz Fest is going to be good this year. Yeah, I'm playing it this year. Get the fuck out of here. I think I got confirmed for like some late night show. You know, um, I don't know if you guys know Le Cypher. They're like this jam band. No, Anyways, but. Anyways, I think I'll be playing like Metropolis, like somewhere in basement. I did it like a few years ago, um, but I'm happy. I think I might be doing it again. It's badass. Know, I don't know what stage yet. Yeah, so fun. And at the Metropolis, uh, you said basement. I didn't even know they had a fucking no, basement. No, there's like this side room it, they, they don't open up the entire area it's like some other side i didn't even know they had another room in there these sons of bitches i like the main room there but, uh, in in yeah in the metropolis it's nice and it gets smoky i don't know if they do that shit on purpose i think they do it on purpose it looks got, so cool i know i know i love it i think i saw the what was it the pixies there they have uh smoke machines and they they smoke it up it looks all hazy yeah yeah there's something and, to it i like, like something grungy the carpet's fucking sticky with it's disgusting wet, moldy beer semen <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah. wait but why there's some places i've no fuck you bring up something that makes because now on mike's tour and shit because of all the big theaters right there's places that they put a lot of um thought into like atmosphere and they'll do you know the smoke but some places don't care and they won't do it but the smoke adds something to it when it's a little smoky it's, but even yes. for comedy there's something there you feel yeah. like you traveled back in time yeah, you just yeah. feel like you're, yeah, no, it definitely feels like you're going back in time or like you've entered some, it feels like you're entering a set, almost like a movie set or something. Yeah. Like it just makes you feel special, like you're about to experience something, like something cool's happening. Smoke just makes everything better. It, it, the truth <laughs> is it does. I just thought of something, a feeling I had. So, because I was trying to describe <clears throat> the difference between English and French, right? 
What I have noticed in English though is if you find your niche, like let's say I have my fans, mm -hmm. when they come out, that's a safe space. You know what I'm talking about? Like, because you can't go hard enough, you can't go crazy enough, you can't go goofy enough. Nothing will phase them. So the good thing about that, and especially with the internet, finding your niche is when you get your crowd to come out. It's, it's a good time all the time. Yeah, and it's something. It's hard to experience because a lot of like when we go on stage, we get booked for shows that's not that are not our shows. You do have to kind of feel the crowd out, and then you're like, I had this plan, but mm, they don't seem like they're gonna be able to take it, so I'll go this route. But when it's your people, fuck man, it's 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 like uh, watching the best NBA players practicing together in a gym. If they're just doing anything, it's just fucking around. They know no one's gonna get uh, uh, like a hard foul. It's like the All Star game. So and that's how it feels when you're in front of you because you there's no limits. They won't take anything serious, yeah. so you could you could broach any subject. It's a lot of fun. It's therapeutic. It is. It is. Ways. I have such a respect for you guys, comics or storytellers of any type of genre. How you're able to kind of switch up your set, like on a dime, like from the feel of the crowd. I mean, yeah. I, it's a bit similar with musicians, but we have. <clears throat> We have a set list of like, we're going to do this, this, this song, and this song, and we'll, maybe we have some interchangeable pieces. And so I know it's similar in that way, but you're like talking, <laughs> and there's no like start, finish to like a bit because you kind of change it up and it molds with how the night is going or yeah. how you're feeling or how the crowd is interacting with you. Like, it's like. But it's closer magic. to music than you think, it's closer to your uh, medium than you think. Like, how do you know, like, okay, I'm not going to go into that bit right now. It, by, it's, it, it's subcon it's by the laughs you get from the previous bit. So let's say if I notice, if I went a little too hard on something that is benign. Yeah. But a little, it could be offensive to grandmothers, let's say. And I noticed that they, whew, some people kind of got shocked. I'm like, okay, I can't go into my other stuff because now I'm going to lose the crowd. Okay. But sometimes we play with it. Like uh, the show I was talking about two weeks ago, my buddies, uh, the second set I did, it was going, everyone was having fun. And I was like, you know what? Um, this is my last joke in my head, right? I know that they're going to get offended. This is not the crowd to fuck with. But I want to do it. Oh, gonna, fuck it. Because it was mostly women. So, yeah. And I have this joke where, especially if you're not in the know, you think that I'm just shitting on chicks. I'm really not. I'm actually shitting on society. But you, I know how they're going to take it. So I just go into it. And the shock was so funny to me. I laughed. And then I go, was that too much? Like, yeah. You hear one lady like, yeah. I go, I'm going to make it up to you. I'll make fun of myself. Please, <laughs> like you can tell they're like, what just happened? Because they're so happy. I took them on this ride, right? Yeah. So for 12 minutes, they're with me. They're laughing. Oh, this guy's. And then right after, they felt like an attack on them. I'm like, why did that happen? Why did he do this to us? He, But because that made it hilarious to me, just the shock. I go, they're not going to see this coming. And it was just, I don't know. That we fuck around like that too because we're, we're weirdos. Well, sometimes you got to do it for you, you know? That was 100% <laughs> for me. I even said it. And my buddy in the back said, God, that. Like, he's like, why? Like, he was going, it was perfect. <laughs> But it's just you need. Sometimes you just need to to experiment to fuck around. And even though I knew how that was gonna go, I had to feel it. I had to feel that tension to make mm -hmm. me laugh, mm -hmm. just to take it away from you. It was just I don't know. There's little things like, but it's musical because that's what you guys do too. You know, you play yeah. a bit. You you oh, pull yeah. people in. You push them out. And yeah, yeah. Like especially if you're if you're with a band and you're going into some sort of like breakdown or a bridge part of the song, sometimes just with eye contact you'll be able to tell like, okay, he's going to riff for like another two bars. Let me just jam out a little more before we go back into the swing of things. Like I think the crowd was feeling a little bit more like, let's not end this one just yet. So you're not, you're pulling it, you're yeah, stretching it a bit. Stretching it and stretching it. You guys, I guess the advantage also is the team. 
Like yeah. the man, that's good. Like you have someone that has your back if something doesn't go well. Whereas us, we're fucked. Like if I'm on stage <laughs> and I'm I'm bombing, I just gotta live with it. There's no one else I could blame, just myself. Yeah. And I gotta do my time that's and just eat it. Scary. It's not as scary as it used to be for me. I, I can laugh about it now. It doesn't happen like it used to when I was when I was younger, obviously. But still, sometimes I could force a bomb. Like kind of like what I said, I'll force a subject that I know will be hard for people. So technically, it's a bomb because a lot of people are angry. But for me, it's therapeutic and hilarious. I'd be like, see how offended they got at that? It'll make me laugh. Do you have a method where you'll force a bomb and then have something prepared to bring it back up again? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, what I'll do is sometimes I'll bury myself. I'll see that they're going, they're censored about a certain topic. Yeah. And then I'll bring them to a happy one so they can forget about it. And then I'll go back to that, but hard, make them hate me. And then I'm like, but I got something in my pocket. I know I'm going to win like them back. It's like an algorithm. And then start bringing them back. And then the, it's higher because like, oh, they're in. Yeah. And that's when yeah. I'll call them on. I'll be like, oh, look who I just won back. You know, and then they'll be like, oh, this motherfucker tricked us. Yeah. This fucking guy's playing with us. Like he knew that we were going to get mad. To, so I like doing little things like that. The only thing that sucks is now a lot of times my, um, like I have people who will come often or will see me on the podcast. So they know when I'm fucking with them. Like on Thursday, I did my <laughs> serious, I was saying something really serious to get people like to calm down. But they started laughing because they knew I was going to fuck with them. And then it broke me down. So I started laughing. And I mentioned it. I go, you sons of bitches. I go, some of you know me too well. So you saw my serious face. And instead of getting shocked, you started laughing because you knew I was going to fuck with you. And then they started laughing like, yeah, we knew. You know, and I was like, you motherfuckers. But that makes it fun too. Because for me, it used to be an escape. I used to just have my serious being like, listen, guys, it's no fucking joke. And then you have like these yeah, blue yeah. piercings. So they're like, oh my God, what's he going to say? And then I'd be like, that son of a fucking bitch, right? But now because they know, they're like, oh, you son of a bitch. So it's. It's weird. The whole thing is weird. The whole, the, everything we do, comedy, even music, there's something weird about it, but um, I can't see my life without it. Me neither. Impossible. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's it's what makes me me. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, literally, I can't live well, without Yeah, you're a it. fucking singer. Uh, I, like, I can't see you another way. Like, yeah. I see you as a singer. Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> But but that's you, that's you that's who you are that's that's how I that's how I know you that's I know you do other stuff too I know you're busy you you do I think do you fucking paint or something I know you do like the the shots like the pinup shots and all that I know you do like modeling but I still see you as a singer and all that shit is like uh, extra yeah yeah I just kind of like that's what I also want to hone in on and and maybe change or, or is I am a jack of all trades when it comes to the entertainment industry like. Uh, I don't want to call myself an entertainment professional, but I'm like an entertainment person. It's yeah. literally all I know. I It's what I've been doing in the field I've been working in since I was like a teen. So, but with that, I have like my eggs in so many baskets that I feel like I haven't honed in on or perfected one, per- one thing. And so I feel like that's maybe what I want to change going into the future. I want to just... Stick to one fucking thing and just do it. Just but how do you mean? Because you keep touching on a lot of things. Do you mean blocking out everything and let's say, okay, I'm only gonna create music for a year? Like, is that what you're thinking? Something like that, yeah. Because there's been so many times in my life where I thought I had that like aha moment or like, oh shit, this is my break, and then it's not. And then instead of continuing. I'm like, okay, then let me try this avenue or let me try this or let me try that. And then I have like little successes and everything because I'm just good at what I do. But I never, instead of just like pushing and pushing in that one thing, I don't want to say that I give up, but I I just, 
I'm dabbling in too many projects. You do have to focus, though. If you and it's weird, the whole break thing never really comes, but it you don't notice it. Yeah. So the break is always you're like, oh shit, I've been doing this for a while. I've had yeah. some successes. It's not the break I thought it was, but technically it is because I'm doing yeah. what. But I'm living. Yeah, but <laughs> but here. the only way it happens is you have to be persistent. Because uh, it's very easy because everything's so scary yeah. with work, with like um, money, inflation. It, living life now is super fucking scary. Yeah. You can't take the risks that people were able to afford themselves years ago. Now everything is like, uh, we're all on pins and needles. One wrong move, one wrong could set you back fucking three years. So it's much harder yeah. to commit. It's so scary now. I get that. That I that I see. It's it's societal. It's everyone's living the same thing. I mean, I'm I'm grateful and I'm thankful because I, I really am doing what I love. I'm living a life in the entertainment business, and you're happy, and I'm stoked. I'm just doing creative projects all the time, but I, I want to definitely hone in on something and perfect it. So whether that be you know producing some travel show or, or going down that route, or or really pushing it with the music thing. I mean, I I am successful as a musician or artist in, in some aspects. I mean, I'm I'm making music for licensing, I'm getting contract deals, I'm but working on a collaboration with Orchid, hopefully at yes. some point. Have them reach out. Should I reach out to them? Yeah, I, th- I hooked you guys up, and then I think you stopped talking. You always forget <laughs> to reply. So uh, I'll do it again. Because I honestly think there's a, there's something there you got, both of you people don't fucking realize. All three of you, I guess. You don't realize. I'm telling you, I think there's a sound there that's sellable, that's marketable. Okay, I want to do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Because I'm, I'm pushing to, to do a type of... I used to do a bunch of variety shows... Just because I am an artiste and yeah. a jack of all trades, uh, when I did do shows, which was like three, three, three days a week, um, every week for years and years and years, I used to have you know an opener, some sort of like middle band or act, and then headliner. And for some of the shows, the headliners weren't always necessarily me. Like I'm totally into getting some really dope like. Finisher. You just want a good show. I just want a good show. And then what I have also is usually artists, like painters, do a live painting as the performances are going on through the night. And they could have their own art installation, their own gallery. I like this uh, hippie outside the box shit. I like this. Yeah. So you charge 10 bucks at the door, whatever, 15 because of inflation. And, uh, you know, uh, to... To have more engagement at these shows, I used to also have goodie bags for like the first 50 people to show up. So that's a great way to include sponsors, whether it be like restaurants, like a free night out, or like I used to be sponsored by Los Cabos Drumsticks. Take note of that uh, goodie bags, Poseidon. That's a good idea for us on the tour. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Because then it's like, oh, and like have cool little knickknacks that are just tiny little things, but that really intrigue people like shit i could use a night i could take the i could take the woman out at the deville diner bar or whatever yeah let's get some steak yeah yeah some cool little stuff some knickknacks some whatevers um you know whatever artist i had featured uh doing some live painting at the show she or he will put prints inside the goodie bags so it's all like cross promotion like alamax and it makes your guests feel really special so I think I'm going to reach out to one of my favorite me- venues in Montreal and do like an early June show. This is a good like idea. I'll, be, I'll come watch. I'd never, I never thought of maybe having stand-up comics, but I'm wondering if it's like a variety show anyway. 
Um, it depends. I it could work. It could not. But weird. I'll come watch the music. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah I, no, I think stand-up uh, comedy it wouldn't would not work. Because work. No. <laughs> because people are in a uh, they're in a vibe. They're in yeah, a mood yeah, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone goes, "What's the deal with dicks?" <laughs> like what? what? The fuck are you talking about, sir? I was yeah. I was grooving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think I'm gonna put I'm gonna put something on in early June. I'll let you know. I'm I'm down. I'll bring him. We'll walk. We'll bring some people. We'll hang out. We'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. That's sweet. Are you playing um, the comedy nest anytime? I haven't played the nest in a while. They had asked me to book me for a show in April that I said no to because it conflicted with some other shit that I'm doing. Yeah. And uh, they haven't called me back since. I don't know if they're mad, but uh, they haven't called me back since. But I do a lot in the city. Uh, but the thing is now a lot of the city stuff is mostly French that I'm doing because I'm really prepping that French hour. I'm so like ignorant to the whole French comedy scene. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a thing. It's a huge <laughs> thing. It's crazy. It's a huge thing. This is the best way I could describe it is what they created the last 20, 30 years. So you know Vegas? Yeah. Vegas shouldn't exist, right? It's a desert. Oh, Nevada yeah. decided, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just create a city where it should not be. Yeah. And then somehow they did it. That's what they did with the comedy scene. It was a desert, a French comedy. It didn't exist. The concept didn't exist of stand-up. And then around the 80s, they're like, you know what? Let's just fucking do it. And they made a goddamn industry. They created a school. There's a university to go into. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. What do you think about universities to go or like learning how to do comedy? Oh, I think it's ridiculous. I've said this on many occasions. Uh, I think if you're funny, you're funny. And those places can help you become a better writer, learn the concept of a joke. That's fine. I agree. If you're not funny, I've said this many times and people get mad. uh, No amount of schooling is going to make you funny. Same. You have to have a sense of humor. Yeah. If you're robotic and you're just repeating lines because somebody gave you, you're never going to have the delivery of a funny person because you don't know what funny is. Yeah, and I, same with the music world, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you can't sing, you can't sing. And then there's technical singers or like, I can technically play guitar and I can technically hold a note, but are you making me feel something? Yeah, you're not musical. Yeah, and I don't think you can ever teach that. No, and that's not a problem. Like, for example, I love music, okay, and I love singing. I'm a terrible singer. I don't have it. I don't have the rhythm to sing for some reason. I have the rhythm in comedy. I don't have it in singing. I understand this, which is why I keep it to the showers. Uh, <laughs> but I get it. I get there's something. Then you have like Mike Ward who can fucking actually sing. I don't know how the fuck he does it because it's a different rhythm than when he's doing stand-up. But he can fucking legit sing. You and can, it, you're just born with it. And it always shocks people when he does yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I, w- I would like to sing though. That's a superpower I wish I had. I don't know. I... I mean, I can, I know that when I, I mean, I'm in my thirties now. So I know I, when I sing, I, I can make people feel something, but technically and theoretically I'm doing everything wrong. I'm not singing right. I'm not singing with the right parts of my throat and chest. But who determines that I'm shit? I'm not playing guitar technically right. Like everything is wrong. But I don't want everything <laughs> to sound the same. Like I really like Lana Del Rey. Yeah. Different voice than the rest of the pop stars that are out there now. Yeah. I love The Weeknd. The only thing that's similar to him was what Michael Jackson sounded like. But he didn't sound like all his peers when he was getting big a few years ago. He sounded different. I fucking love that shit. Like, I like what I like. I don't need you. If you're the same as everyone else, why exist? Yeah. That's what sucks about all these talent shows like American Idol or like The Voice or everything. I mean, everyone's great. Everyone's good. Everyone can hold a note, but... More than half of them sound the same. Mm-hmm. They're singing the same shit, the same genre, the same tune. They all sound the same, and they're not making me feel like, whoa. You like Lana Del Rey? Yeah. I like her a lot. I mean, she's not an artist I have on a 
playlist, but I, like we touched on before, respect what she does. And she has a very unique voice. Yeah, and I like I like uh like the stuff she t- it takes me like back in time. I feel like more in the time machine when I listen to her. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah like she's her. a throwback for sure. Yeah, there's there's a nice um not vaudevillian, uh like kind of the great Gatsby era, like the twenties feel yeah, a lot yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of old Hollywood. I feel the old Hollywood. Very well described. Yeah, I like that. I I like songs that'll take you somewhere. Yeah. And you're listening, you're like, oh yeah, it, there's a feeling. Mm-hmm. There's a there's her. I'm trying to think of who else I really listen to right now. Um, the weekend I still listen to a lot. You know who I like Banks, but a lot of people don't know her. Banks. Know. You know who Banks yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. I fucking I really like Banks. Wow. I, I I started I listening listened. to Banks in 2014. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't listened to her since college. Yeah, well I haven't listened recently, but it's it's a name I remember, and I want to check if she has anything new actually. Uh, yeah, it's just Banks, Banks musician. Thank you, Poseidon. Gave me what? Cause BMO. Oh yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> BMO. Yeah, Banks. Yeah, uh, Banks is good, the, but not known. Not like well yeah. known enough for her skill level, I find. There's a few musicians she like that. There's a lot of artists like that. The yeah. whole indie scene is... is uh, It's filled crazy. with good musicians. Amazing musicians. I like... Uh, and, and, and I recently we were listening to a cover because it was all over TikTok. Uh, there was a cover of Tom's Diner done by a German band and an English band together. Whoa. And this fucking German guy, who's this white nerdy German guy, had the voice of a black soul singer. Oh yeah! It was the most fucked up thing, and I could, we fun. couldn't stop listening. We're like, how does this guy get that voice? I don't know if we'll get taken down if we do that, Poseidon. Uh, is, it, is it like a, a legit song on Spotify and shit? Uh, it might not be, but it's definitely on YouTube. Okay, okay, let's take maybe the. You know what? We're going to show it to her after the show. I want her to listen yeah, to it, not? but I don't want the episode to get taken down. Yeah, we'll show it after. Yeah, but a lot of good music out there. What, where do you where do you push people now to get your stuff? Because what, what do you feel like you're doing the most? It's really split. I'm doing a lot of content, and I'm gearing up for the summertime to do a lot of uh, like travel content stuff. Okay. Like I'm looking to partner up with like different resorts and hotels to kind of push their creative agenda as a content creator and like host entertainment host. Um, but on the music side, I, I think I want to, there's this site. I don't know if you know of it called Bandcamp. Uh, I don't know if I know Bandcamp. So I know that like typically the big, the big. I was thinking bands in town. So the, yeah, I used to use that way. Oh, I haven't heard about that since 2012. That's what came in my head. Yeah. Wow. So Bandcamp is really for the artists. Is this it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like... Should I be on this? What is this? Yeah, I would say that they a, a big, huge portion of what you make on Bandcamp really goes towards you. It's you. Oh, you put your shit on there. Yeah. Oh, so fuck. and I think I'm gonna start pushing Bandcamp a lot more instead of Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Yeah, I got a Series Six M royalty check. I think for two hundred dollars for like six months of plays. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I that. got my SoCan check the other day uh, for the past year, and I think I got a check for like six dollars and twenty five cents. Nice. You made it. <laughs> oh. So Bandcamp is really, I think they've like revamped their site and they've made um, their terms and conditions even more appealing for artists. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's just for music. I don't know if it's for all types of I guess artists. you could put a comedy album on there. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking to push Bandcamp a lot more for my viewers and fans and 
and all that stuff. Cause I think, I think it's what you should be using if you really want to support the artist. So you could stream it on there or you could just download the album from there. You can directly. stream and you can download the album. Interesting. And you can have merch on here too. Oh, I like that. It's it's really cool. And then for the merch, are you creating merch and they're they're um shipping it out or is it your merch you keep a stock and then you ship it out? I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it yet, but I just got uh because I guess I'm subscribed to their newsletters. So you get all the updates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm currently, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be revamping my, I have no idea what mine looks like right now. There's probably oh, not. Type in Jess Abram. <laughs> Us, we have, um, uh, we use Patreon a lot. Oh, wow. Who's that red? Okay, so that's old. That's really old. That's uh, me. When this I reminds me of MySpace. I'm going to show it to people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I don't mind, but it's, it's like, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. So, yeah, so none of my recent music is on there because I haven't used it for a long time. But artists are now using a lot of a lot more of Bandcamp. So I think I'm going to go check out what they're offering now and uh, get back on it. I look at uh, that there's alternatives. Like I know uh, for us, Patreon was a huge thing. And uh, it does look like MySpace. It does look like it is very MySpace-ish. <laughs> oh, God. And didn't you, am I crazy or did you start OnlyFans at one point? Yeah, I was on OnlyFans at one point. But did you do on OnlyFans? What, like, were you releasing music on OnlyFans or was it just photos? Okay. Was it nudity? Was it art? What, the, what, what, this I didn't... is my thing about OnlyFans. Because you could technically do whatever you want on OnlyFans, they yeah, say. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. And, okay, I'll only touch on this briefly. Um, OnlyFans went about recruiting a bunch of different artists. Yeah. Athletes, musicians, content creators, foodies. Yeah, they went ham. They went ham because they wanted to rebrand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. That's why they changed their their logos, I think, to try. But they just looked like the Chargers logo or some shit. They said the only problem yeah. with their whole rebranding and onboarding all these different creators and artists is that the people buying the content is still the people who are buying pornographic content. Yeah. Or like lewds or nudes or whatever. Yeah. So their audience or producing podcasts. Yeah. Their audience never changed. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and we're not putting so, so, Jess Abrams only fans. So, so so the audience was like, "What the fuck is this? I don't need a cooking show." Exactly. So I was like promised, you know, all these new things, and they were going to promote my account and like offer me like thousands of followers and stuff. And you got to play the guitar, but you got to be naked. So they they did they did that my my OnlyFans got like a bunch of traction within the first few weeks like oh, I shit. went from having zero fans to like eleven k. God damn! And you know I went on there really naively thinking, okay, sick, I'm gonna promote and some of my stuff here, and and people have no choice but to buy it because that's what the entire platform is for. There's no freebies on OnlyFans. Um, but then it just got really raunchy and really gross, quick. really quick. And then you kind of go down this weird slippery slope of like, okay, I'll show just a, a little this, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. And then it gets grosser and grosser. I had high school teachers on there. That you had in high school? I for, I did not really, yeah. It just got really creepy. There was some peers, even some like old high school, people I went to high school with. Just It got really gross really quick. And I was, I was like pushing my boundaries to the limit. To the limit, 
and I, it just made me feel gross, like really oh, gross. Oh shit! Okay. And uh, and then what happened, which is like anyone's worst nightmare, is that my content was getting duplicated and leaked. Where? Like my identity was being stolen. <clears throat> like where do they put that? Because I thought all the On, sites. On like duped sites. I don't know what a dupe site is. Fuck. No. Like uh, like onlycum.com instead of onlyfans. I and I had friends of mine look on Reddit. And Am I crazy? Because now you, this is where I look like a fucking old man. I thought that the deal is like Reddit and all that shit, like because they're all on the internet, they work together. They don't support like the stealing of content. Like if the moderators catch that shit, they're supposed to delete it. Am I stupid and naive? Uh, nah. Well, there's an, like an NSFW thing. Like you can find. I, I understand you have NSFW, everything. but if it's stolen content, don't they? Because they're like, yo, we're all homies on the internet. That's not cool. Don't they take it down or am I fucked in the head? They still probably haven't deleted my account, and I've been, like, really, like... On OnlyFans, they haven't deleted your account. Yeah, I was in contact with the whole marketing team. So they still have all the content me. you put on? Can't you delete it one by one? Or is that a pain in the ass? I think even if I delete it, they still have, like, stash. It's, like, it's never gone once it's up. And because so much of my content has been leaked and... <laughs> Like people take other images, other pornographic images, and say that it's me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but did you did you was it like a full frontal? Was it everything now? No, everything's no, no, out there, no. or was it like boobs and ass? No, no, no. It was like very tasteful. I would say. Okay, so and, it's not. But it was still more than I wanted to do. It was still way more than I wanted to do. And then people using my face and my name and uploading, uh, you like know, Photoshop. some like exposed labias. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> did like uh, Photoshop. Yeah, it's just like it went. <laughs> and then there's this like feed on Reddit of like, where can, has anyone like found any Jess Abram nudes or whatever? Like it just went, it got too freaky. And like, it's all your high school teachers. Probably. That's fucking weird that you had like old teachers and shit. Yeah. Fuck, that's so insane. So I was like, cool, I made some cash, and now this is too much for me. You heard about that girl who's uh, who found out her father was her biggest fan on her OnlyFans? Oh, my God. Very supportive father. Wait, Did is you... that that famous Quebec chick who no, no, got she's super not... successful and like got like got a university degree and people are like... Oh, no, that's that's, uh, that's our friend. That's Ellen Boudreaux. No, uh, um, it was a girl in the States, and her dad's name on there was, I think... Hot daddy or something. Check that oh shit out, dude. God. It's fucking great. And then I think she found out because she was doing like a live for him or something and she could hear her mom in the background. That's why I heard some shit like that. Like it was very weird, but it was her dad. <gasps> cool relationship. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. When you said the university teacher, I'm not, it doesn't, sh it's shocking, but it doesn't not surprise university. me. I university. High school, high school, sorry. It's, it's, so, it's, it's shocking, but it doesn't surprise me because if fucking weird ass dads are doing this shit. Oh, she's really filled out. Pop topic. Ugh, this guy's disgusting too. Oh, yeah, Girl weird. discovers her biological dad was her biggest OnlyFans no, customer. Let me, let me bring it up. Oops. I love how biological dad is like what they, makes it more shocking. They want to tell you it's not like a stepdad, bro. <laughs> yeah. A 21-year-old girl was shocked to discover that her biological dad had spent hundreds on making her perform X-rated acts <laughs> for him on Only. God damn. Ugh. Was he unaware that it was his daughter? No. Uh, I think I, I come on, bro. How are you? How unaware? do you not know? <laughs> Carla Ramirez, 21, was traumatized when she found out her biological dad was one of her most perverted customers. She claims that he paid her hundreds to perform X-rated activities for him on OnlyFans. Oh, you don't get over that. Mm, my dad. You read out loud real good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, my dad has been buying my OnlyFans. Uh, oh, oh, wait, hold, hold on. Uh, oh, through no, not... <laughs> <laughs> through... <You jinxed> me. <laughs> 
through no <sighs> one but two accounts. Oh, this motherfucker! Two accounts. Oh, dude, two. And was a personal client of mine on both accounts for over a year. And the only way I found out is because he called me to play with myself for one hundred and fifty dollars, and I could hear my mom in the background talking on the phone. What the fuck? Carla Ramirez, uh, Carla Ramirez, one revealed in a shocking TikTok video. Ramirez was requested to video call a man and pledge herself for the sum of 150 US dollars. Although the man had his camera disabled, she could still hear him moan into the microphone. Oh, charge oh, more, you know? Just charge a, charge a bit more. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it was after a few minutes that she realized Oof. just who the man on the other end was, uh, uh, on the other end of the call was, her biological dad. So what? She went to the next room. She's like, Dad. Yeah, this is a TikTok video. You guys want to watch it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's disgusting. Let me watch it. Ah, no, no, she's not going to show herself uh, her dad coming. No, no, I, she's I understand. Tell story. But yeah. <laughs> uh, what's what's happening over here? Why why is everything? I don't know. Bro. Wait, how fresh. how is she able oh, to hear her mother okay. talking on the phone? How close is the dad? Like how? That's is an he? idiot. Was the mom watching? Well, oh, she even him? put a of a photo of her dad. She's hilarious. She doesn't give a fuck anymore. Oh God. Oh, she just put photos. Who who wait, 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 who wait, wait, contacts her? No Who's fucking way! Oh my god, I'm literally so sick to my stomach. Mom's voice. Do you think I wouldn't recognize mom's voice? Oh my god, you sick fuck! You sick fuck! What the fuck? Jail time, buddy! Jail time! Oh my god! Well, I don't think he'll go to jail for. They're okay, all adults. Uh, uh, cool. It's just disgusting. Who communicates to the father through Snapchat? Your fault way. for doing it. Hope King taught you a lesson. I what? Hope Enrique King. Mora. Click on the next one. Ugh. Oh, it's just images. Yeah. Yes. Ah, I see. I see. Oh, bro, what a fucking weirdo hope. Uh, like, he's 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 like, you're the bad guy for doing it. Uh, yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, you're my grown-up cum. I'm going to take advantage. Yeah. Jesus Christ, bro. That's, this oh, is, that's cumception, bro. He's, bro, that's cumception. He's coming to, he's coming to his grown-up cum. Bro, this is fucked. We're, we're, uh, I feel like this is the, the pinnacle of the end of Western civilization. We're going downhill. Yeah. Fast, Jess. Uh, I don't know how to. So leave. she thinks. Been going downhill. So, so whatever story you think was uh, fucked up about your situation uh, was a field day compared to this lady. <laughs> you Dang. see, you think you have it bad, Jess. It People have it worse. worse. Yeah. It could be way worse. Anyways, all this to say, uh, OnlyFans was not for me. Yeah, it's not for a lot of people. We tried to get on there to to uh, put the two drink minimum episodes up there, like clips specifically yeah. just for OnlyFans. And then we made a joke. We go, we're going to be sending people dick pics from Poseidon, and you have to pay to stop getting them. <laughs> but uh, OnlyFans will not let me create an account. Why? I tried my idea. I sent everything. They kept it. And I go, are these guys fucking saying I'm not hot enough to be on OnlyFans? Because like, the, the dick pic thing is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you want us to stop? Pay us. <laughs> We thought it would be funny. And we were going to send different kinds of dicks. Black yeah, ones, like white $3 ones. $3 yeah. to stop the dick of the day. Uh, $10 uh, to stop it uh, for the week. And if you don't want any dicks monthly, it's thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's just, they, I think maybe they didn't like the fact that we were ridiculing. They thought it was a gag maybe. Like, fuck, these guys not taking us serious. But OnlyFans, you can't take yourself too serious. No. no, no. It's a place where vaginas and dicks live. I mean, weirdly enough, some of my biggest clients uh, were foot dudes. Okay, so I've heard this many times, and you're not the first to say this, so I, I know you're not lying. Uh, the foot thing has become huge. I mean, it's not a fetish. It's not even niche anymore. It's yeah, just it's okay. mainstream. Normal. I've, I've looked into this because I was curious. I'm like, how the fuck can you look at feet and be like sexually This is aroused? it, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's something in the brain, the, the a part of the brain where like it kind of... Um, crosses uh like it gets tangled up 
So it means wires crossed? Yeah, some shit like that. So it's like not normal? But isn't everything wires crossed? It's not even... Because there was a theory that... that, Basically, it was one year when dudes are babies, they're looking... They get they're, kicked they're, in the head. No, no, but they're, <laughs> they're crawling, and, you know, the, the first feet they see is their mom's feet or whatever the fuck, and it's taking mm, I don't of. think it's that. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Yeah, but uh, hold on. Why people... Some Freudian thing. Yeah, I don't think that's true, bro. I've seen many feet in my time. I don't jack off the feet, bro. Okay, no, I don't want this uh, scientifically uh, brain. Huh. Uh, okay. Uh, occurred due to the part of the brain called the somatosensory cortex. Ooh. Which is the area that makes you feel things, uh, Valkai said. So that that part of the brain, like, uh, and uh, the part of feet or some shit, like crosses past, and, and it's not supposed to. I can see that. It's like a, it's like a, a <clears throat> malformation of the brain. A malformation. Because feet are very yes. like for me. I I personally hate my feet. I got really long, gangly toes. My second toe sticks out further than my first toe. I got like narrow, just nasty, nasty ass things. Um. But feet are very sensitive, and like my feet, feet are, are very sensitive. sensitive. Yeah. Oh, I have a video for you guys. If you guys want, all yeah. right, science, baby. Well, now I need to know if you can say biological reason foot fetishes and other kinks exist. All right, let's see this. Uh, science, stop moving it. Just go up. There's no volume though. We don't need volume. We're reading I see. different psychological biological reasons behind it. But speaking specifically about foot fetishes, here's everything you need to know. I broke out into a couple of my old uh, neuro books. See, brain, these wrinkles, yes. The big noodles are called something. And the spaces between the noodles. Fuck this guy, bro. He's too quick. You'll see one big sulcus. Central succulus. Right behind it. Okay, so essentially, these connections, these wires, it's what you said. Yeah, 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 basically. Yeah, something gets mixed up over there. Uh, In the middle. So it ain't right, but it's weirdly common. Yeah, it ain't right, but it happens a lot. Yeah. So dudes were just asking you, yo, send me foot pics. Yeah. And they'd pay so, so much for that's it. That's what I was about to say. Wasn't that like, you're, you're like, I don't give a shit. Was that you're like, your yeah, money maker? Yeah, I don't maker? give a shit. Yeah. So the part of your feet and brain are right next to the part where you're supposed to feel shit. Oh. So some people. But I understand if, if, if the logical leap was so people like getting foot massages because it feels great. I'd be like, that makes sense. But why does it make you feel good to look at other feet? Because of this, because of this thing in the brain. But I thought this, the in your own brain, the feet and the, the pleasure are connected. So that would be yeah. your own feet. No. I don't because know. Because I guess because it feels so good on your own foot. Just you're seeing other foot. other foot and you're like, Darn. That must be awesome. Yeah. Ooh. And then you want that foot on your on your dick. And it was a lot. It was a lot of like uh, foot stuff. Uh, you know who likes uh, feet stuff? Uh, Jacob Ospian. Jacob, I think, likes feet stuff. Yeah. And the uh, other famous person, um, Quentin Tarantino. Big it's really guy. common. Oh. Yeah. Except I had a friend of mine who was, like, really into foot stuff. It was known within our friend circle. And I was like, do my feet, like, do anything for you? And he's like, fuck no. That's kind of funny, bro. <laughs> Listen to me, you fucking goblin. Stop ruining my fetish. But it worked for me for a couple months. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, so you it got the bank in on it. wasn't anything sexual at all. They just wanted feet. Yeah. They're just like, can you wear, like, do you have different colored stockings? Can you, like, rub your two feet together? Or can you just, like, show me just the toes? Can I what just see, world. like, the crease of the toe? Can I just see, like, the arc of your heel? What a world we yeah, live in. It's weird. How do you go out to complain you can't make money? I <laughs> when you can fucking sell feet pics. Yeah, so... What a time to be alive. That was no problem for me. 
So Jess, look, I'm going to tell people to direct themselves to your Instagram first and foremost. <laughs> there's and then, no more OnlyFans. Yeah, there's people. no more OnlyFans. Jesus. Uh, and if they do sign up to OnlyFans and your profile's still there, it ain't you. So they're giving up their money for no new content. No, it's gone. It's, it's down. gone. Yeah. It's oh, so down. they can't even go to it. No, it's 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 not uh, it's not no longer visible. And so you're right. If anyone does see anything, it's not. It's a fake. Yeah, and flag that shit too. If you see it on, uh, I don't know, Reddit or something, that sucks. I don't like people steal shit and put it up. Especially private photos. It's it is like what it. it is. You ever, uh, you watched that new show with uh, Pam and, and uh, Tommy Lee on uh, Disney? They were talking about how they stole the sex tape and they sold it. That was a pretty fun fun show. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's a good show. I want to. Yeah. I'm into uh, Succession now. I heard about Is that good? I tried so hard to get into it. I gave it like a month. And, That's a long time. And I know, but I kept on like, oh, I'm not into this like political family drama. I don't care. I don't They're like all politicians. Rich. Yeah, so it was very like political and like, I don't know, just these rich fucks. But now it's good? Is that what you're saying? It took me five episodes, it, which is too long. Bit, but yeah. I hung in there and now I'm like halfway through season two and I love it. I just love I I watching in. the demise of this family. They're all just after each other. Oh, even each other, the yeah, same family. They're after each other. They're out to kill each other. It's Jesus very Christ, entertaining. Okay, yeah. It's not family friendly. But goddammit, Jess, thank you so much for showing up. Thank you so much for having me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.